Welcome to Dilip Nigam Show. I'm a John Maxwell Leadership and Transformation Coach, a motivational speaker, a podcaster, and an entrepreneur. I'm helping conscious achievers soar past their limiting fears and live a limitless life. In this program, we bring you up and close with global mentors you wished you had. In season one of our show, we share with you the wisdom of success icons from Metro Vancouver, Canada, who had a dream, persevered through challenges, and are a true role model for everyone. And today, our distinguished guest is Mr. Walter Udell. Mr. Walter is the former Vice President of BC Hydro, responsible for the delivery of capital programs, including portfolio, program, project, and construction management of multi-billion dollar capital projects. Walter had been with BC Hydro for over 40 years, and Walter's group was awarded the prestigious Global PMO of the Year Award for 2016. Walter is currently the advisor and principal at GW Udell Consulting. A company started by him post his retirement to offer consulting services in the field of project, program, and portfolio management. In Walter's words, success is all about leaving your country, your province, your community, and the world in a better shape than you found it. Welcome, Walter, to the Lipnikam Show. So, before we start with the interview, Walter, I would request you to share a little bit about yourself before we go into the body of the. Uh, interview. So, well, thanks, Dilip. Uh, good morning. It's good to see you again. Yeah. So, for my my background, uh, I was uh, raised in the small community of uh, Valmont, BC. We lived on the edge of town in a log house with no electricity, mm-hmm. no water, uh, but that was pretty typical for the 1950s. Uh, only the local hotel and a couple of houses had electricity at the mm-hmm. time. But it shows you how much we've things have changed since right. the, since since the 50s. My father's family were uh, a pioneer family. Mm-hmm. Uh, they came to Canada at the end of the American Revolutionary War with the British Army, and uh, uh, they moved into Ontario in 1790. My grandfather came west a little over 100 years ago, and my father was born in uh, Stettler, Alberta, uh, 100 years ago this year. So uh, my father was uh, uh, a World War II veteran. And I think that influences uh, the children that, uh, right. of, 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 of veterans. Um, he landed in Normandy on the 12th of June, 1944. And he made his way through uh, France and Belgium and Holland and Germany and Denmark. At the end of the war, he was at Hamburg. So my father uh, took on a lot of leadership roles wow. in our community. And he consistently demonstrated that um, he expected nothing in return for okay. his contribution. My mother was a war bride from London. She is a strong individual. She's still alive. She's 92 now. And she drilled into her kids several things. The first was, the world doesn't owe you a living. Okay. Okay. <laughs> And the second is, uh, if a job's worth doing, it's worth doing well. I enjoyed sports uh, mm-hmm. in my youth. I played a lot of hockey, I played fastball. I worked in the construction and in the uh, forestry and lumber business uh, for a few years before I went to university, uh, where I obtained my degree in civil engineering at UBC. And joined BC Hydro at the time when the uh, Peace and the Columbia projects were still being developed. And that had a very strong influence on my, on my career. I worked for eight years on the uh, construction of, uh, at site uh, of the Revelstoke Generating Station. 
and went on to work for uh, a number of years in construction management. And then I transitioned into project planning and project management, and um, then eventually into senior management. I've had the opportunity uh, several times uh, during my career of leading the uh, project delivery function at BC Hydro. The last was as the, the vice president of project delivery, uh, responsible for generation, transmission, and substation projects uh, right. in the company. I also, for many years, uh, uh, had the role of the principal engineer for project management, and as such, I was responsible for the, the practice of, of project management in the company. Walter, you have been with BC Hydro for 40 years, which is a very long career path. Now, I'm sure you had your major wins over there. So would you like to share a couple of key wins over there? Well, I'll focus on one. And, uh, you know, when I started my career, uh, projects were dominated by uh, the design management and the construction management practices. And over the course of my career, I had the opportunity to see and participate in the, 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 uh, those practices being supplemented by a project management discipline. Mm -hmm. And so I had the opportunity over, over about three decades to see that practice mature exactly. in the company. And uh, that was, for me, um, a significant success. And I would say that the factors that sort of led to that, well, I think, you know, if, if you're going to, uh, you need a business imperative for our organization, the number of projects we had, the size, the inherent risks that are uh, in the projects. It really drove the company to invest in project management. I would say the second factor uh, would be when you're going through that transition, that initial transition, you need some strong and capable management. And BC Hydro had Glenn Smurl, who uh, came in to, to, to manage that transition um, and did it in a very effective job. He really laid the foundation for mm -hmm. the, the, the key aspects mm -hmm. of project management. Exactly. Then I say you, you've got to develop an effective community of practice. So, you know, the project management practitioners and, and participants have that opportunity to share their experiences and get collegial support and the rest as well as uh, access to the practices themselves. And uh, I would say lastly, it's, to me, it's important to drive for best practices yes. uh, and best tools uh, so that the practitioners can be successful in organizing and implementing their projects. Well, you know, there were some challenging times. It wasn't always easy, but I think I it was a worthwhile venture. On the flip side, I'm sure you have had your own tough moments while this, through this journey of 40 years. So do you recall some of the toughest moments of your career path and how did you overcome them and what were the lessons learned there? Well, you know, you can't work on, for 40 years on projects without having a few rough spots. For me, the roughest spot was I, I made a, a presentation, a particular presentation on a project that was not well received in the penalty box with my manager and some others at the time. 
that was a, a particularly rough spot for me. Definitely, I felt it at the time. Um, so how did I get through that? Well, I would say I fell back on my values. I really took it as an opportunity to examine my career and my objectives. And I set uh, some objectives both for my personal life and for my career. And now looking back in hindsight, my greatest successes came after that tough spot. And so it's, it's uh, you know, you can make it through those tough spots. If you have to remember the most memorable day of your success journey, what would that be? You know, that's pretty tough. I mean, yep. uh, the, the 40 years of projects, uh, you, you have a lot of incredible days. Um, but if I was going to pick one, and maybe it's because it's most recent, um, it's, it was a few months after I retired. Okay. And uh, my successor, Ken McKenzie, gave me a call and let me know that we had been successful and had been awarded the uh, Global PMO of the Year Award in 2016. That, that, was, that was a great sense of accomplishment. It took a long time, yes. but it was, worth, it was worth the ride. Yeah. In the career path, you know, most of the time when we start, we always are bestowed with some strong areas. Yeah. as strengths in ourselves and certain things we achieve it on the way. So what were your key strong areas and what are the areas you had to work on to accomplish big goals in life? You know, I would say that uh, um, the values instilled in me by my parents as a child, my work ethic, my sense of responsibility and commitment. I think that's the, uh, I, I never strove to advance organizationally. I would say what tended to drive me was, was a sense of responsibility to right. those around me and, and to right. the community in a broader sense. Those were the, the strengths I, okay. I bought to it and I, I brought to the table when I, when I was a young person. And uh, you know, I mean, when I was a young lad, I was introverted. Okay. I didn't speak a lot. Okay. I, was, I sat in the, the last <laughs> row in, in the class. Okay. And so learning to be thoughtful in how you respond to people to be more transparent and to be open with your communications, I think right. was, uh, the, was the stuff that was a challenge for me. I mean, I th you know, people have told me from time to time that I'm, I can be hard to read. Okay. <laughs> okay. Success principles also say that high self-esteem and high self-image is key to one's success. Now, some people have it upfront at a very early stage, but some people attain it on the journey. So in your case, as a young Walter, did you always had a very high self-image or you developed it going forward? Uh, I would say it would be the second. Okay. I think I always had a sense of my shortcomings and some areas where I had some strength, but for me, as I said earlier, it, it, it wasn't so much my self-image that drove me okay. uh, into leadership. It was that sense of responsibility okay. uh, to, 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 that really drove me into leadership roles. I, I, you know, I never 
really aspired to be a vice president. Uh, just that's, that's the way it ended up. If you have to identify one person in your career path who really helped you accomplish a lot, who would that person be? Can I offer a couple? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I would say that uh, um, some of my early managers, okay. like Locke Russell, Ralph Spinney, Glenn Smurl, uh, these individuals opened doors of opportunity for me. They placed their trust in me and they gave me support when I needed it. But secondly, um, I've had many very talented direct reports and staff over the course of my career. Yes. And um, any success I achieved is attributed to them. Very um, well said. Lastly, you know, you talk about greatest impact on my life. Yeah. That, in, that person is, is Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, who... Uh, because of his example and his teachings, yes. had the most profound impacts on me as an individual. Another principle of success is failing forward. Where it sees, you fail forward, get up again, learn from it, and move on. So if you were to recall, what was the most favorite failure of your life and what were the lessons learned from it? Well, I, I'd like to uh, stick to projects with this, uh, sure. with this particular question and maybe sure. get just a little bit technical with, yes. this, with this question sure. or with this answer. And uh, so uh, over the course of my career um, at the company, but you know, across industry, what I saw as the... Um, situations that caused the greatest uh, problems or the failures on projects was the lack of attention to a project life cycle. Mm -hmm. So this is the concept of making the right decision uh, at the right time with the right amount of information um, and is vital to the successful delivery of project management. So you know I, the, the what did I learn out of that? Uh, the importance of having a good, well-developed project life cycle. Right. Um, and that re can't just be developed and put on a shelf someplace. It needs to be understood by the whole organization. Right. Um, right up to the, the, the top of the house. Um, and uh, it needs to be uh, discussed and Mm -hmm. uh, improved as, as you develop and mature your practice. If you have to identify something about yourself which many people don't know and they'll be surprised to know that, what would that be? Well, my passion outside of work uh, has been for many years uh, Canadian and Western European history. Right. Um, now a lot of people already know that about me, but that's really my passion outside mm -hmm. of work. If you were to identify one or two people, when the word successful comes into your mind, yeah. who would that be? 
There's a lot of very successful people. Right. Um, uh, I guess the person that comes to my mind is, is Churchill. Mm-hmm. I think he was a, a man for his time. Right. I think he had the courage of his convictions mm-hmm. and against great odds, uh, he moved forward and I think history has proven him uh, to have been correct. If you had to identify three success habits which you would recommend the future generation to follow, what would that? Well, the first would be take the time to envision and plan. Uh, I think it's uh, important that uh, you've got a clear end state that you're looking to drive towards Mm -hmm. and you've got a plan and how you will get there and uh, to refresh these things on an ongoing basis. That would be the, the first thing that I, right. would, I would speak to. The second would be just to build and develop strong teams and be supportive of your staff. Um, and I think that, that one is sort of self-evident. Lastly, I would say um, be inquisitive, be curious, be open, seek input on your practices, your, your, the, your, your personal approach on many things and, and learn from that feedback. If you had to share one lesson with the new generation, what would that be? I've uh, worked on many projects over the course of my career. Just in the last five years, my group put over 500 projects in service. During the course of those projects, I can't tell you how many times people told me that's impossible. Okay. So <clears throat> I would say to, the, to those project managers and teams that are grappling with difficult circumstances uh, today and in the future, you can do great things. So I would say with strong teams, um, you can do quite often the improbable and the impossible on occasion. If you had to define success, what would that be? I would say leaving your, your country, your province, your community, um, the world in better shape than you found it. That's right. Beautiful. That's wonderful. Thanks to our special guest, Mr. Walter Yudel. I'm sure you got inspired by Mr. Walter's story and are ready to reinvent yourself to make your dreams a reality. If you found this episode valuable, please hit the like button, subscribe to my channel and post in the comment section one key takeaway from Mr. Walter's success journey which you would like to implement in your own life. In my next podcast under success 2.0 segment, I would like to talk on another vital success principle critical to achieving your life's vision and I am sure you would find it valuable. Till then, believe you can and you will.